Welcome to this week's episode of the FillerCast. I'm John Clements. I'm here with Travis Brower. And uh, since we're both big fans of wrestling, we decided that uh, we'd have a little bit of fun and talk about wrestling this week on the show. So, uh, Travis, take yes. it away. Um, yeah, so, I mean, on Weekend Filler, we've had uh, several wrestlers on. We've had the wrestlers from CZW on a few times. We did a weekend game show with them. Um, we had some embarrassing moment segments with them. And um, Go we had AJ. Yeah, GoPro wrestler that they... <laughs> They, well, our strap broke, but that's a that's a fun segment. You can go to weekendfiller.com. There's your plug yeah, there's, to watch that segment. Yeah, there's a fun little behind the scenes story with there, that one yeah. too. Yeah, uh, but and we've had AJ Styles on, like yeah. the actual the phenomenal one. Yeah. Um, John and I were talking about the state of wrestling at lunch uh, earlier, and we were just like, you know, I feel like we need to get our thoughts out to the public. Um, I have been watching AEW Dynamite since uh, week one, so it's, we're a few weeks in, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it i have not watched wwe programming regularly in a very long time um you know i just i wasn't that into it i kind of felt it was boring i saw an article i wish i could quote what where it came from but how uh the wwe has kind of turned their back on hardcore fans in favor of getting more casual fans which i think is you can get more casual fans by not turning your back on hardcore fans and i feel like that what aew is doing on dynamite on wednesday nights on another network but um it's very entertaining the you know you're two minutes into the show and you're getting right into wrestling um what have you seen from aew that has impressed you so far um i i mean the the, the in-ring product is, is definitely there um i'm actually like j- just in terms of their production values in general i'm kind of impressed because you know you think i i mean i now they they have the financial backing to pull it off but it's just it's interesting to see um you know where <laughs> like how they can compete with WWE in terms of the production. Uh, um, I also like, and I, I, we've had a conversation about this before. I also like the fact that uh, they do the win loss records on yes. the lower thirds when they come down to the ring. Like they actually make like wins and losses actually mean something. I enjoy, I enjoy that aspect of it for sure. And I feel like, and I like that, like not everybody's in a tag team, but everybody's kind of like associated with like a tag team. Like you can be a singles wrestler, but also be in a tag team. I felt like, Tag team wrestling, WWE just kind of like, well, here, just take a guy, take a guy, and you guys are going to have a tag match tonight, and they don't have any real chemistry. And I feel that having tag matches are a great way to showcase more talent, and they're very exciting. Now, as we record this podcast, you know, uh, AEW was just in Philly this week, Mm -hmm. and one of the other things that I like what they're doing is WWE is going to try to fill the Wells Fargo Center. They haven't recently. Um except maybe for a pay-per-view, but I think like a Raw or SmackDown, I don't feel that it's sold out. Um, and I feel like a when you have empty seats in the crowd, uh, the you know the crowd can make or break a show. What I like what AEW is doing is that they're going to the Leah Chorus Center, obviously a smaller venue, but they're filling it with really passionate fans, and it feels like a big event. That, ev- that, that TV taping this past Wednesday felt like a pay-per-view. Um, and you can it totally makes or breaks a show when you've got in a really engaged crowd. And I'm glad that they chose Philadelphia in one of their first three shows because we were a big wrestling town. Oh yeah. And the chants were good. The you know even reacting to like little stuff that you maybe not even should react to, but it makes everything feel bigger. Right. Um. But now I will you uh you might be a little bit more familiar with NXT because I know that they're going up against NXT. Right. Um. You know what's NXT been like, and has that product suffered at all under WWE in the last couple of years? Um, no, and, and you know I, I would actually say that it, um, for, you know NXT going ahead 
to head with AEW, the products are very similar. Um, you know, I think one of the things reasons why NXT has gained such a cult following is because, like, yes, it's the WWE farm system. Yeah, it's you're going to be seeing wrestlers before they get called up to the main roster, but um, it's a it's WWE's alternative to their own product. It is a very wrestling folk. It's it's very much like Dynamite. It's just it's a smaller version of what you see on Dynamite. It's a very wrestling focused show. Um, not a whole lot of focus on you know twenty minute promos in the ring or or goofy backstage shenanigans and hmm. stuff like that. It's a very um, it's a very pure wrestling show. Like it's 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 definitely a show that if you're a wrestling fan, you know if if you're not happy with what you're seeing on the main roster. Like I always recommend NXT to people if if they're you know if they don't want to really stray away from WWE but want something different. Mm-hmm. It's a very you know and and for the for years they've been going around signing like all the top guys off the independent circuit and really making it a, a really cool like wrestling focused show. Um, I you know I've I used to watch it pretty religiously. I I've kind of fallen off on that a bit, but um, you know, and same thing with all the other like you know now they're starting to spin off other NXT. So you have NXT UK. It's the same thing. It's just it's all it's all British wrestling. Um, you know the, apparently I, I read earlier this week that uh, WWE is trying to expand to or they're trying to expand NXT to into Japan, which will I think would be cool if they did. Um. You know, I, I mean, personally, I think at this point they should focus on fixing their main product that rather than, For sure. than expanding. But, uh, you know, still there's still cool potential there. But anyway, I'm getting I'm sidetracking here. But, yeah, well, I, I've, I feel that what I'm getting with AEW is I'm not, I'm not ready to call it attitude era because it's it's not. I mean, obviously, it's no. edgier than WWE's product, but I feel like there's there's a sense of wow when I watch. Um, there's a sense of like I don't even know who these guys like I don't I, I'm not from I know who Cody Rhodes is I know who Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho probably my favorite wrestler of all time obviously I'm stoked to see him and he's still going strong at, at like 48 years old but I don't know who any of these other guys I didn't know who the Young Bucks were I don't know who Kenny Omega is I don't I you know I don't know who um, who's that guy Maxwell something Friedman oh Maxwell Jacob Friedman. <laughs> he's like becoming one of my favorite guys and I'm like I've seen him three weeks in a row and. He didn't even wrestle this week. <laughs> I, I th- and I think that's the 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 difference between AEW and at the very least what I'll call main roster WWE. Um, I feel like Triple H has kind of done a nice job of building stars in NXT, but main roster WWE for I mean almost decades at this point has kind of struggled to you know outside of a handful of guys they've kind of struggled to continually make stars. I feel like that's what you get with AEW. It's like. Um, like the the very first match on the very first episode of Dynamite, it's Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Now, before that match, y- y- you know, I don't think anybody really knew who Sammy Guevara was. You know, no, I didn't. And know. I was I texting mean, you, you, you during that match. I said, I think this is the best wrestling match I've seen in the last ten years. Yeah, and even though Cody ends up winning the match, Sammy Guevara still looked very strong in that match. And you know, now you know now he's kind of getting a bit of a push, but like, you know. That's what AEW is really good at doing. They're, they, they're going, hey, you know, here's people that we picked off the indie circuit or, you know, we were able to snatch up from Impact or something like that. And we're going to put you on the we're going to put them on your radar and, you know, we're going to just let you let them do what they do best. And then, you know, you can kind of be the judge of it instead of, 
okay, here's a guy we pulled up from developmental and you know, he's this big dude with muscles and we're going to hmm. just have him win squash match after squash match. And, you know, eventually you're going to cheer for this guy because we want you to cheer for this guy. I think they're very, I think AEW is very good at, um, uh, they're not insulting to their audience's intelligence. Sure. And I think the other thing, well, one of the other things that I like about it is they're not burying guys. Like, you can tell, you can win strong, you can lose strong. And I felt like Sammy Guevara in that first episode lost strong. I feel like, you know, the second week, private party versus the Young Bucks, you think the Young Bucks are going to win. Oh, yeah, um, I, I totally thought you know, that. Private party turns out they pull off the upset. I don't think the Young Bucks looked weak in losing. I, and I feel like they helped elevate another team. And that crowd was going nuts yeah. when, you know, with some of the spots that were in that in that match, and they were going nuts with the finish. Um, I feel like, the, and you could, I feel also you can tell that they, it's a company run by wrestlers. You know, sometimes look, we work in television and you know, we are not real television executives, but a lot of times we feel like, you know, Oh, what, what are these television executives doing? You know, you kind of like scratch your head. Well, if like we were running the show, we would probably do it a little bit differently. Right. I feel like that's an, that's a clear case of people who are on the boots on the ground that know how to do something and know how to book and know what to do. Again, it's very early. <laughs> You know, um, so it's still fresh, but I do feel that they're on the right path. Um, and I also don't think they need the celebrity to be successful. Like now WWE's trying to dole out Tyson Fury, you know, the former boxing heavyweight champion. Yeah, And, and I'm um, like, does this guy know? Like, yeah. yeah God, who's the guy that's, that's feeding with Brock right now too? Oh, Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm a big Cain Velasquez fan. Um I think he's probably one of the most talented heavyweight fighters in MMA history. Do I need to see him in a WWE ring? I don't know. I mean, God bless him if he wants to do it. Yeah. Um, Tyson Fury. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what a Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman feud does for me. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like WWE has their hands tied a lot of times, and they're trying to throw something at the wall, see if it sticks. Um, I don't feel that, I mean, again, it's very early, but I don't feel that AEW has the need to do that. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, I have not watched, I used to watch Impact Wrestling, um, try segue to them. I have not watched them at all, so I have no idea what their product is right now. Um, I feel like maybe I should have done some, well, watched a little bit before this podcast, <laughs> but, um, has, is there anything from Impact Wrestling that has, that has shown that they have any life left in them? Um, um, I will say ever since they got rid of, uh, I mean, there's a handful of people that they got rid of um, in a backstage capacity. Now, they are definitely a much smaller promotion than they used to, but from the creative aspect, now, I, I haven't been following them. Like, I, I don't watch, like, every little thing, but I, I catch snippets here and there. Um, their their creatives definitely turned around. I mean, from what I understand, it's they're definitely a company. In terms of their creative they are the company now that people wanted them to be five years ago. Mm. Like it's, it's just, it's a very strong product. Um, you know, they're, and they're, they're doing different stuff in ways that are interesting. Like, uh, one of their big storylines going on right now is, um, like they're actually promote, they're actually pushing, uh, intergender wrestling on there right now. Um, <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, because they have, uh, 
Tessa Blanchard, who I think is the daughter of Tully Blanchard, feuding with Sammy Callahan right now. And it's, you know, like, uh, so it's like WWE had the uh, the women's revolution like a mm-hmm. few years ago. And it was all, you know, female empowerment and all that stuff. I feel like this storyline that Impact is doing with Tessa Blanchard feuding with Sammy Callahan is doing more quote unquote women's revolution type stuff than the women's revolution really actually did. Yeah, yeah. Ch- i'll have to check it out like it's 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 very yeah it's not uh, like yeah because i think when when you say you tell a lot of like older wrestling fans like intergender wrestling i think like the first thing that pops in their mind is like andy coffin with the intergender yeah, title that's what i literally just said i absolutely think it and you know but, i have not seen this from impact wrestling yeah um yeah, no, it's definitely worth checking out, especially since like they they've put on like some, from what I understand, some like really good matches too. Like, it's well, it, good it, for it, them. It, it's definitely different. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, uh, I I mean, I know AEW has been kind of like picking off people from um, Impact one by one, throwing them on their roster because I think uh, I know Allie was on Impact and she's in the women's division AEW right now. Uh, LAX, who were in. Um, uh, Jericho's new stable. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, Santana Ortiz. They were uh, they were on Impact. Um, so, and then um, they were on. God, they, they, like the sad part about them is that like they've been moving from like network to network for the last few years. Like they like they're on a network for a year and they move to another network and move and like they right. move into like smaller and smaller and smaller networks. Now I think they're going to be on Access TV on like Tuesday nights. You know what though? Access TV has they have they have fights and stuff. I feel like that would be it's a smaller network, but it'd be a better network for them. Yeah, like well, yeah. So, what were they on? Like Pop something? Yeah, they were on Pop. They were on some like some other channel I've never even heard of. Like most recently, and then so so okay. they're so they're moving the access. So they're gonna be on Tuesday nights, and then on the same channel on Saturday nights. There's gonna be Women of Wrestling and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's moving to Saturday nights too, or the, or they might already be on Saturday nights. I haven't really been watching, but. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember seeing online, like after like all these announcements for like all these different shows, that pretty much any night of the week you can find wrestling on TV or like online somewhere because you've got Raw on Monday nights, you've got now Impacts on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights is AEW and NXT. Um, I think Thursday on the network is NXT UK. Um. Friday night is SmackDown. Saturday, you've got New Japan and Women of Wrestling, and Sunday's usually WWE pay per views. So I mean, well, and I also like to what what AEW's doing with their pay per views. They're only running like five, yeah. Instead of having like one every three weeks, which, and I get if you're a network subscriber, it's free for you. But I, I just don't. F- I feel like the payoffs aren't as big. Um, when you have so many pay per views, well, I, I, th- I my big problem with how WWE paces their pay-per-views. I mean, besides the fact that like they, they just, they have issue building issues lately. Just like, I, like for example, hell in a cell was a couple weeks ago. And like the day of hell in a cell, they had only announced three matches. So they like literally went on their Facebook and were like, Oh yeah, by the way, here's the rest of the card. <laughs> oh, and let's not, let, let's also talk about for a second. And I hate to just dump on WWE because they have given me so much joy over, you know, many decades of my life um however i have to say how do you have a disqualification ending for a hell in a cell and i know other podcasts and channels have talked about it 
But that to me makes zero sense. Yeah, well, that's why the crowd booed it. <laughs> I say, and the, I mean, then they there's restart, you know, restart the match chance. Which yeah, if I paid to see, Man, we those, if I paid to see rest, yeah, Seth and, Rollins and, 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 and some chance that I can't re- uh, repeat on this particular sure, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still try to abide by FCC over the over the air FCC rules for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I don't get it. I you know. <sighs> it's it's a, it's squirrely. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, but to like to circle back to my point, like so, like not only do they have just pacing issues in general, I feel like within the last ten years they started doing all the all the gimmick pay per views. It was all right, we're gonna do Hell on a Cell and and Night of Champions and Money in the Bank and uh, they had Elimination Chamber going on as one for a while, and it was just like all right, every every pay per view is a gimmick, and. It sucks for storytelling because, like, if you have two people that are, like, just starting their feud, like, the week before Raw, and your first match is, you know, a false count anywhere, you know, hardcore match, well, where do you where do you take the feud from there? Right. It's like, you know, at that point, you can't just do a regular, like, you know, I, you can't just do a regular vanilla wrestling match and have that be the blow-off. Sure. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like... I mean, let's go back to the glory days of WWE when you know when I was getting every pay per view and they weren't all the time. Your gimmick was you had Royal Rumble, okay, mm-hmm. big gimmick match, but most of the rosters involved in that. Right. Then you have WrestleMania, mm-hmm. so you have payoffs at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You also have like you know Money in the Bank was at WrestleMania in the beginning, yeah, and it was that was a good match. And then like I, six I, I, people in a Money in the Bank. Is perfect. You don't need seven. You don't need eight. You know. Yeah. Um. And then you go to you had King of the Ring. Okay, that's a gimmick, but it's still singles man. It's still a it, tournaments are fun. Yeah. And, and and I and you know I feel like King of the Ring was a good way to kind of like for WWE to find a an interesting way to kind of promote the next guy that they were kind of because the King of the Ring for a while there was like whoever won the King of the Ring was kind of like almost next in line to get like become the next champion within the sure. next year or two because you had like you know like i mean austin winning 96 and then you know two years later he's walking out of wrestlemania 14 as champion sure. so you know yeah. it, it, it did a nice job of like, yeah some the dozen there king mabel they weren't all hits yeah. but that yeah, happens billy gun the one billy gun oh yeah the one billy gun um so you come out of the king of the ring then you go into SummerSlam, which is basically like the summer wrestlemania again yeah. you're paying off feuds yeah um and then you go into survivor series which is a gimmick but I, it's it's kind of like a glorified tag team, uh, yeah. pay per view. But I like that, and I like you can you can have like alliances and stuff, and then you're gonna backstabs. You can have I like the elimination aspect of it. Yeah, um, and, and, and and you know the sad part about Survivor Series is that at this point it's literally just a name. Like they don't, I don't think they, I don't think they've done a traditional Survivor Series match in years. Or if like they do, it's like. They like shove it on the pre-show because they're like, oh, okay, well, it's Survivor Series. We guess we should throw a Survivor Series match on the card. So I did. I did uh, listen to a call that Cody had with uh, with some press folks, and he did say, and I don't know if he was joking. I kind of hope he's serious that he was looking into potentially buying the War Games name back from WWE. Oh, that'd because be awesome. yeah, because again, you've got this fun gimmick that you can use once a year. And they don't use it. <laughs> um, you know, the inner circle versus the good guys on AEW for a War Games match would be super fun to watch. Actually, WWE does use War Games because um, 
the last couple years NXT has been host of war games. That's that's, oh, that's where, where, that's where they brought, <laughs> Yeah, that's where that's where they brought it back. And I watched last year's NXT War Games like easily one of the best matches of last year. It just and it you know they did a nice job of making it feel like an old school War Games match with like God, I'm trying to remember who the teams were. I know the one team was it was like Pete Dunne, the Viking Raiders, and. I don't remember who their fourth guy was versus uh, the undisputed era. So it was like Adam Cole, uh, Roderick Strong, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Like basically, and well, okay. So undisputed era was basically like, hey, here's all the ROH guys that we stole away from ROH, and we're gonna shove them into a stable. Yeah. And then I think they kind of forgot about that aspect. You know what he the, could do? He could do. He could just call it like All Elite Warfare. <laughs> Instead of the same match, that, yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that's that. Yeah, I was gonna say you could call it like a Cody, you know, like a warfare a, match. That's a that's a free pitch. You, you take it. You got it right from weekend filler. <laughs> um, well, you and I actually have actual work we have to do yeah. for the show in a little bit. But we oh, yeah. this was just, we just wanted to come on and ramble a little bit. Yeah, because uh, it's something we're passionate about. We may do this frequently or infrequently. I don't know. Yeah. Um. We're still trying so to what's going on out. with weekend filler recently? We just had our hundredth episode. What else is going on? Um. Well, let's see. Uh. Right now, airing this weekend, um, because it's Friday, so tomorrow night it'll air. Uh, we have our union special that we're airing. So Go all, Union. Yeah, union all, you, all Union Soccer. Woo, union Soccer. Um, we hope they win. Yeah, so we've we got a, we've keep got plugging a, them. We've got a Halloween show coming up. Halloween, the Spooktacular is always a good uh, filler episode. Yeah, and then um, we've got a regular episode in there, and then I think right after that is... Veterans Day. Right? Yeah, our salute to veterans. Something yeah. that we take a lot of pride in here at Weekend Filler for saluting our our veterans and our troops. Uh, you know, they're the reason why we can do what we do. So we want to give them a great shout out. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess we can wrap this up. All right. Well, hey folks, uh, thanks for listening to me and Travis uh, ramble about wrestling for I'm not sure how long we've been going on for, for a little maybe, bit. Yeah, for about half an hour or so. I mean, um, so. Uh, Check us out next time, and we hope uh, you stay filled in. Thank you.